Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with my team member, Sharon McNamara. Hello, hello. Hello. She's just getting situated. We are going to be joined by our other team member, Mary Baker, as soon as she, uh, you know, comes in on two wheels. For you. <laughs> She's out showing houses. Yeah, I know. She's doing her job, you know? Yeah. Um, Thank you for my coffee. But we are joined in studio with a special guest tonight. Sharon, would you like to introduce Of course I would. Guest? This is like my main my main guy when it comes to mold. So I'm so excited to have him. I have Jake from Pro Enviro here. You're the owner, correct? Uh, correct, yes. Yeah, so we are excited to have you here with us tonight. And um, I know that we sort of fly in here and you're like, oh my gosh, we're already on live. We are on live right now. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So as we're getting ready, Melissa is going to get us up and running on everything. And here comes Mary Baker. When she heard you were doing the show tonight, she's like, oh, I'll do the show tonight. And I was like, okay, I haven't seen you in two weeks. <laughs> but she's like, oh, Jake's going to be here. So <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, oh, I want to give him a hug. I'm so happy to see Jake. We love our mold guy. We just want to make sure that you're talking right into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get everything onto Facebook. So you can follow us on uh, Sharon Costa McNamara and any of the uh, Connect pages. And um, hi, Mary. Hi, sorry, I'm late. (laughs) Hey, Jake, did you see see something shining on her finger there? Oh, wow. We saw each other. I don't think we mentioned it, though. We saw each other recently. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so we're going to be talking all things mold tonight. And I know that this was like one of your like favorite topics, Mary. So you wanted to be here. I think it was because you wanted to see Jake. I actually just saw him last week. Yeah. Was it? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. They were very impressed too, by the way. And we'll get into why they were so impressed. Um, but he was like, oh my gosh, you just like know everybody. We got a home inspection within a week. We got a mold inspector within like Mm -hmm. a day. 
It's who you know, yeah. and we know all the good guys too. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. But Jake, why don't you tell all of our listeners on WATD, and we are live on Facebook uh, to all our listeners there as well. Why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are, how you got started in mold? Like, I, you just, <laughs> how does one get a career right. in mold? Yeah, I just woke up one day and I was like, mold yep. it is. And <laughs> then, then how you went out on your own? Because I really am. I get. I, I really want to tell you. It's like. I almost feel like I've taken like a baby cub under my wing. You know, that's how I feel about yes. you. And I support you and your business 100%. But I have to tell you, you are such a hard worker. And I honestly appreciate that more than anything. And Mary, Melissa, all of our listeners know, 100%. I don't invite any, just anybody onto this show. Because, yeah, last week was her husband. Yeah, last week was my <laughs> husband. Yep. Uh, but if I'm going to you know, stamp our name on your shoulders and allow you to take care of our clients, then you better be good. So I know that all our listeners know that you're terrific, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that, that means a lot. I mean, oh. uh, it's, you know, we've worked together for many years and, you know, mm -hmm. we want to continue many years and uh, it, we've had a great relationship, um, you know, just, just throughout the years in general. So, uh, no, I didn't just wake up one day and decide, <laughs> mold, this is, this is it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had actually, uh, I used to own a landscape company, uh, you know, through high school, you know, just kind of part-time, you know, some side money here and there while working retail uh, on top of that as well. And uh, a buddy of mine who was working uh, for the company I used to work for, mm -hmm. Indoor Environmental, had invited me to come and work because they needed some help and I had nothing better to do. So <laughs> I uh, joined uh, the crew on that August. It was about 90 degrees outside. And my first job was an attic. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, suiting up in a full suit with masks and mm. uh, respirator. Mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely a little challenging and a little overwhelming. Yeah, because 90 degrees in an attic would equate to how much? We just want to make sure that we get to all our Facebook Live people to see you. To see your face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what would that What would that temperature be up in the attic? Well, in the attic, it could be probably, <laughs> yeah, an extra probably 15 to 20 degrees plus being in a suit probably adds another 10 degrees to that. So Yikes. on a 90 degree day, it's probably about 120 degrees. Did you that say that Yikes. this was your friend that sent you up there? Like, welcome to our, welcome yeah. to our team. Well, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> trial you know, by fire. Yeah, trial by fire. And that's kind of how you have to go into this because it's, it's more mm -hmm. of a, a headspace thing than anything mm -hmm. else. You have to be mentally prepared to do this type of work. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, physical as well, but it's really a, a mental mm -hmm. task. Um, you know, so, so starting out, you know, with that, I actually wanted to quit my first day. I, got out of that <laughs> attic. I am not joking. I got out of that attic and I looked at my friend Dan and I said, uh, I don't think I'm coming in tomorrow. It was, it was a Thursday. And mm -hmm. he was like, well, you know, tomorrow we have a basement. So just, you know, stick it out. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, basement was a lot better than doing it. It definitely uh, wasn't as hot. So I, uh, yeah, and since then, I just kind of rode mm -hmm. through it. So I worked under, uh, for John Mitten yeah. uh, for about four years. Mm -hmm. um, and then when he sold his company in August of 2019, that's mm -hmm. what kind of forced me to go out on my own and, um, mm -hmm. you know, decide to take the leap and to yeah, do the yeah. challenge and maybe go into business for myself. And uh, things were great. It was definitely... Uh, you know, looking back at it now, I mean, it definitely a great decision, but we went, 
you know, keep in mind, August of 2019, going into 2020 yeah. of COVID, it COVID, was yeah. it was pretty scary because mm-hmm. you know we had new company, we don't have all the same clients that we used to, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it was a little scary. I mean, we were we treaded water, you know, mm-hmm. throughout, and um, you know, we came out strong and we were good. And uh, recently, the beginning of this year. Uh, John Mitten actually came back and joined us. And Yay, we love John. Yes, yeah. uh, and having John back, um, you know, as a partner too with with the company, it's it's been it's been really great to have yeah. him back. He's been a, a ton of help, and he's just so knowledgeable. And he's just, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just his his trust and his knowledge and just his reputation in the field alone has has mm-hmm. truly gotten you know where I am. And I love that story because I just feel like there is always this path of why people meet people when they do. And, you know, your story, a little bit like mine, I opened up Boston Connect Real Estate after being in the industry for, you know, quite a while, 10 years, but it was 2010 and there was no place to go but up. That's how I looked at it. So there you were in 2019 into 20, worrying about COVID and business and everything. But I promise you from one business owner to another, if you can get through those hard times, you will get through anything. Yeah. And I, I think that um, that really showed it, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to come out of that, you know, anybody for any business, yeah. especially small business to come out of mm-hmm. out of 2020 in general, um, you know, that just shows you right there. You probably can get through just Absolutely. about anything. Well, our job tonight, Jake, is to make sure that all of WATD land knows how much we value you and your company and John Mitten, right? It's yes. like, so he's partner with you now too? Yeah, so uh, John and I are partners. Okay, so, um, okay that's good. Yeah, it's, so it's like full great. circle. Yeah. Did you keep him as an employee <laughs> for a little while first? Did you say, well, listen, let's just uh, reverse roles here no, for a minute? No, there was, there was uh, <laughs> never any of that because again, John and I just for just the relationship that we have yep. for so many years, I, I never once doubted him that mm-hmm. him coming back into the swing of things. Yeah. Uh, it really, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that mm-hmm. uh, maybe the, I don't know if this is going to work or how it's going to be yeah. weird. It was like, all right, Absolutely. you're back. Here's the keys. Let's yeah. do this. So, you know, let's, let's get back to exactly. where we were and pick it right back up. Well, I feel Thanks. like our team knows how that similarly fails. So um, that's really exciting. And I do, I, I do want to let all our listeners know, I mean, there's no relationship. We only know him through like our business. Oh yeah of, you know, having, you know, situations with mold. And every single time I call you, you always answer. Every single time I text you, you always text me right back. Um, My daughter, Casey, recently had a situation at her apartment in the South End. And I called and you're like, yeah, I'll go in there. I'll be there. I can't get there today, but I'll get there tomorrow morning. And then, of course, we lost electricity. But you were so good to just like even follow up like, hey, is this going to be okay? Like, I'm really sorry. And I don't know, it just just the way that you handle the whole, you handle everything when it comes to appointments, you really are there for your clients. And that's really, really impressive to me. I couldn't agree more. I can't say one more thing good that she hasn't already (laughs) encapsulated, but so just with John too. So I didn't realize that he had come back until maybe uh, sometime over the summer, he is one of those people who literally you talk about mold and his face lights up. Yeah, yeah. So like there's a passion behind his eyes for what he does, 100%. Absolutely. And again, he's been doing it, you know, a lot longer, obviously, than I have. And when because he was, indoor environmental was around uh, 
John's listening right now. Sorry, I don't know. Hi, John. Um, Why maybe, did you invite him? You I should did have. invite him. No, I. Uh, John's busy. You know, John's got to hold down the fort while I'm away. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Divide and conquer. Yes. John, yes. we love you just as much. I promise you. Um, but yeah, no, he he truly takes a passion for it. You know, and you know, continuing education over the course. You know, all of us, all of our guys, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just truly knowledgeable in the field and mm-hmm. I, st- I have questions still I come across things that I've never seen and yeah. I'm like my first phone call is John it's yeah. John have yeah. you seen this yes Jake I've seen this this is what it is He's it's like I should have known that okay but no John's John's truly has a passion for this stuff what areas uh does your company service so we service so we're uh our office is in Hanover mm-hmm. and we service about a 75 mile radius out of there wow. so we'll go mm-hmm. pretty much right up to New Hampshire out to Worcester, we'll dip into Rhode Island, Cape Cod, and then basically anything in between. Okay. And you don't have to be licensed or anything like that in the state of Massachusetts with mold. It isn't like lead. Right. Mold is not a regulated state, and they actually don't yeah. even offer a license. If yeah. they did, we would obviously take that, but uh, yeah. they don't even offer it. And yeah. just... It's kind of weird that they don't because mm. it's such a... Well, you mentioned you continuing help. education. So what is that? Is that through different... Like just for self-awareness, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's that's basically what it is because we're not forced to. Yeah, okay. I mean, hmm. no certification, no nothing is being forced. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's it's kind of scary because I we I mean we come across so many other people in the field that do this and just the things that we hear from clients or customers and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. how is that even ethical just because of just either the process that they use or the products that they're using or, or whatever it may be, but. Uh, no, we we do the continued education basically for ourselves to make sure we're, we're staying on top of everything. You know, we're because we're 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 teaching customers when we're yeah. in their home or when we're talking to them over the phone. It's we need to have that education. We need to know what we're talking about, uh, or else we're just you know providing a disservice for you if, mm-hmm. if we don't know what we're talking about. That's why they have the word pro yeah. fun and yeah. fun. I just find that to be so interesting that you don't have to be licensed to, yeah. to do it just because you think of, you know, after a home inspection, if, you know, there's mold and it needs to be remediated, you know, as a listing agent or as a buyer's agent, you would say like, oh, buy a professional. It needs to be done by this. We need the receipts and stuff. So it's interesting to know that like, you know, it's not just anybody can go in there. But just again, anybody. that's why, you know, it's, it is a very good point too, is you know, why we're educating our clients all the time on this and, you know, our WATD listeners and our Facebook listeners. Yes, anybody can claim to be this, but doing this the right way is imperative, imperative, right? So Mel, why don't we get into some of the questions that we have about, you know, the whole the uh, whole topic. And if you have any questions for us, you can, uh, George, we have at the studio, 781-837-4900. Again, that number is 781-837-4900. Or you can um, send us a little chat on Facebook at, I don't know, where are we? Everywhere. 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 (laughs) Yeah, McNamara Broker Team, Boston Connect, anywhere on Facebook, Sharon Costa McNamara. Send us some some questions for Jake. Well, Sharon is um, titling tonight's show uh, The Dirty M Word. (laughs) 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 Mold. Um, Because it is, it's true, Mary, you do a lot of our home inspections for, you know, for the team. So it's when you hear the M word, mold, during a home inspection, people can get freaked out. Um, You know, it's not just the buyers, it's also the sellers, because some of the times it's in places that the seller doesn't really go very often. Mm -hmm. Um, So they might not know. But um, when people hear mold, they automatically think, oh my gosh, 
like it's it's terrible it's the worst thing ever um so that's why sharon's calling it the dirty m word the now dirty m word oh you can't okay um, change it. um well it's a dirty m word and it's almost like because after someone hears the m word they say the f word <laughs> <laughs> um all right so let's sort of start off with the basics what is mold and you know are all molds the same sure uh so mold is a you know it's fungi species it's found actually in our everyday environment. Uh, a lot of mold types found inside are actually found outdoors and they live in our environment. And most molds are pretty crucial to the environment outside. The issue is, is when you have the not so good molds that are inside your home. Mm. Uh, and typically what that is, is, is ones that are causing allergy-like symptoms or just health concerns in general. Uh, those are the ones that we don't want inside our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, go ahead. I was just going to say, what's like, so obviously everybody here is black mold. That's the not so great kind, but I'm sure there's, I don't know, John had said at one point, there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different types of mold. So are there like crucial one, more common ones than not so common ones or the ones that you would look for to be a little bit scarier than the ones that are like, eh, that's a common everyday mold. That's uh, blue cheese mold. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> definitely... That, that's kind of how we look at it uh, and, and what John and maybe have mentioned in the past is, yeah, there's over 100,000 species of mold. Oh, and I had it off by hundreds and hundreds. You just <laughs> kept saying hundreds and hundreds. I'm like, is she ever going to say thousands? <laughs> uh, there's, there's there's a lot of mold out yeah. there. And uh, again, not all of them are as bad as we think they are. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an often, oftentimes people hear black mold and they get really nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that phrase gets dropped by, especially in the real estate industry, it gets dropped by maybe the home inspector, mm-hmm. um, which we know can just mm-hmm. really derail That's things. That's when people say the F word. Yes, yep. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, and part of our job is to kind of make people aware, you know, we always encourage, you know, if you're ever buying or selling a home, give us a call. You know, I think we should be paired with the home inspectors. Yep. Hey, we should be, we should be in there too. And mm-hmm. just to kind of make sure everything's okay and and not correct the home inspectors. We definitely don't want to do that, but yeah. it's more, Hey, just, and, and we do have, a, you know, some home inspectors that we talk to, you know, frequently and it's, Hey, we want to make sure that the information yeah. put out there is correct. Mm-hmm. And again, black mold is one of those that you hear it, you, you freak out. You, maybe a family member has had a terrible experience with black mold or the worst thing you do is you go online and you type in black mold and mm-hmm. You're seeing Google. things that, yeah, you, you you see things that probably don't exist in that house anywhere. And and that's the thing. That's what's so difficult about, and again, I just have a new tagline. So, John, feel free to use it. Like, <laughs> you no need to say the F word when you hear the M word when you have pro and viro because, <laughs> and that's what I we always tell people. And I'll say, you know, we always use Steve Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, and he's extremely thorough. But as we're going through the houses, he'll point out things and he'll say, it's a black, it's a, like a mold-like substance. But right. he says right out loud, I am not a mold specialist. I am not allowed to tell you if that's mold or not. You should get a specialist. Yeah. So that's what I like about him being, and, and for us to say, don't worry, we got a guy. We got a guy. <laughs> so, but yeah. people do freak out. And I think that people freak out about the thought of what it can do. And I, I gave you a pamphlet. I had Melissa give you like a pa- package of stuff earlier, right? It's um, this new program that I found, but it's keywords with the word mold that what people Google. Mm -hmm. 
That did you? How many? Yeah, that was like was fourteen pages. Back, yeah. yeah, fourteen pages. Of what people Google with what, mold? Yeah, just the word mold and the questions that come up with the word mold wow. in it on Google. Yeah, it's fourteen pages long. Like it's probably can mold kill you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ingest yeah. it, yeah. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> well, even if you breathe it. But yeah. I think those are some of the things that we will talk about as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to give the number one more time. Okay, go ahead. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. We would love to hear from you. So George is at studio. Do you have any questions regarding mold or questions or uh, anything that you would like to ask Jake uh, tonight is your night because we got the mold guy here with us. Yeah, I think it's important to sort of point out that not all mold is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So it, it's obviously it, it can be easy to remediate and, and sort of um, whatever the issue was that is causing the mold, especially like in the attic or anything, we'll get into that. You know, that can all be moved around and changed and make so that it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's important to say that not all mold is dangerous. What mm -hmm. about mold and mildew? Same, different? I get this question almost every single day. I already, I already know the answer, but I figured I'd be a host here. Yeah, I, I was joking with John before the show. I said, I guarantee this is going to be the first question I get asked. And I oh. looked at the agenda and I'm like, there it is. Yeah. Um, it's the first question we get asked yeah, too. Sure. Right? No, and, and, and it's a good question. And I think the two are often very close related. Mold, mildew, is it the same? Is it not mm -hmm. the same? What are the differences? Um, and th there's a lot of information out there regarding that. So mildew, everybody relates to like, oh, it's it's the little speckles that you see in the bathroom, everything else. That's that's actually not the case. That's mm -hmm. not mildew. That is mold. Um mildew actually is almost like a gray color. It's not the black, little black stuff that we yeah. see like in the tile and the grout, things like that. Um mm -hmm. and it actually turns to a white powder over time. Mold doesn't do that. Okay. Um mold comes in many different sizes. Mold is typically is, is three-dimensional. It has a growth to it. So mm -hmm. it actually has, you know, if you look at it, if you shine your light on it. Um, it actually is kind of raised above the surface, depending on the mold type, of course, but mm -hmm. that's typically an identifier of how you can tell it. And it's usually by color. Yeah. And there's been times too that I've actually like, I've sent you text messages I, when I'm in people's houses. Like, does this look like it to you? I know you can't tell from here, but like, I want to suggest that we have, you know, him called out, yeah. you know, to look at it. Um, but the, most times we see it in the um, shower, you would just say it on the tile, but a lot of times it's up on the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we're always looking at too is when that is freshly painted, that is really telltale for me to tell like, okay, is there a fan in here? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about how, you right. know, some places are getting mold as well. But one question before I forget, um, our team does a lot of new construction. In fact, we have a new 92 unit uh, subdivision in West Bridgewater. Uh, Cochisit uh, estates, right? Luxury, yep. luxury homes and uh, townhouses. Uh, so we, you know, they have all kinds of new um, codes. And so we're seeing like an increase in radon, but I'm wondering, are we seeing a decrease in mold in the newer construction homes or does it have nothing to do with it? Um, actually, it's almost the opposite. So I find that we're in, we actually are in more new newer construction than older homes. Okay. And main reason why is, is everything's built so tightly. Tight, yeah. Uh, and new construction, everything's tight, tight. You know, mm -hmm. that, that, that's how they believe that's the best. Yeah. Um, and we actually, again, yeah, we see ourselves more in those yeah. newer homes than we are in Because I, I thought maybe it would keep it dry, more dry. You know, I think about the old, like I showed you downstairs here, like right. we have like that, you know, fieldstone foundation type thing where the moisture is coming oh, yeah. through that I would have expected. So that's, I just learned something new. I love that. Sharon. Sharon, we have a 
call or question for you. Okay, oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah, so he wants to know, this is Jim from Plymouth. He wants to know about the plywood you see in the attic. Is it good or bad if there's mold there, like the dark color you see there? Okay, well, thank you. We will, go ahead, you can answer that. Sure. Um, so, I mean, good or bad is, is more if you're asking if it's mold or not. Um, so plywood in the attic, that's actually probably the main area that we're, we're in most often. Mm -hmm. It's we're always called to an attic most of the time. And we're in the area in question is always the plywood. You know, the, the mm -hmm. plywood sheathing underneath the roof is there's some dark discoloration. Is it mold? Is it not mold? And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just moisture staining or sometimes it's just the ink staining and the plywood. Uh, but when we do see mold in the attic, I mean, I typically say if you're going to have mold in your house, it's probably the best place yeah. to have it. Mm -hmm. and, and that is is because of the surface that it's on. It's on that wood surface it's kind of in a separate area from the home. It's not a live, it's typically not a livable space. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it should still be treated again, depending on maybe who's in the home, because uh, everybody reacts to mold differently at different levels, and that's that's first and foremost, and that's kind of how I always lead everything. Mm -hmm. But um, having mold in the attic, it's it, it can be an issue, and if you do, if you are seeing that mold staining on the attic plywood, it's probably best to have it checked out and. Confirm mm -hmm. if it is mold or not. And do you normally see it on one side versus the other, south versus north, and all that? Yeah, we we typically see it on the shade side, just yeah. because the sun doesn't really get a chance to dry it out. But mm -hmm. I've been in plenty of attics where it's both sides, Everywhere. top to bottom, black mm -hmm. and white, and it's yeah. Do you ever like go into someone's house and say, "Oh God, why did you ask <laughs> me to come here? Why man? are you just <laughs> noticing this?" Um, not out loud. I definitely don't <laughs> say that, um, but it definitely can cross my mind sometimes. And yeah. it, I mean, what? There's always different circumstances of why a home yeah. is like that, and oftentimes it's usually vacant properties that I, I oh, walk yeah. into that are like, "Whoa, what is? What's that smell? Or what's going on here?" And that's typically because maybe there was a leak for a period of time or, mm -hmm. um, again, just for it being vacant, nobody's watching it and nobody's seeing, you know, what's going on. We had that a lot, you know. So when back in the foreclosure days, and I'm sure that John remembers these times too, you know, a lot of these properties were being winterized, but really weren't being winterized. And then things were freezing and splitting. And that's what Mark and I talked about last week on last week's show. And it was like so, you know, wet. And so that moisture was like trapped in these houses. Right. And I have to tell you, I this I feel like I started. Mary knows. Mary has been down in basements before, and she's like, "Don't don't bother coming down here," because I react so immediately to it now. But there was this one time; it was a vacant property. I know I was one of the first people to show it after a very long time. My client was very big; she was very small. And I opened the door and he was behind me and she was behind him. I've told the story so many times, but I'm not kidding. I feel like when I opened the door, you know, when they talk about fires and that like the, like that, the draft, the back draft, both, both of us got sick. She was fine because she was hidden. But like, is that even possible? Or was I dreaming it? Because we were so sick. No, it's definitely possible, especially if it's been kind of trapped in that area. And as soon as you open that up, just the aroma and almost kind of that rush of what was that oh you could yeah. see it yeah. the place looked oh, like, like a hazy yeah it was oh, all yeah it was like the, all the walls all the walls is it what well, there's a house in pembroke i could show you next time we go by it i'm going to show you that one, <laughs> one of them. That was, and it was just don't it was, disclose the address <laughs> yeah no 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 <laughs> it was it was really nasty it went into foreclosure so um all right so thank you for that call uh for that question but that is when we most commonly will see it 
Yeah, I think in the attic. Usually it's the mold-like substance in the basement where you see some water staining that right. you can see like yeah. your drywall is really typical to kind of wick it. Right. Wick moisture and then you have a mold-like substance that's being created or in the attic. Right. I mean, the other, so um, we just had actually had you and John out within like a week of each yeah. other at two right. different yeah. properties, <laughs> one for a basement with yep. that black substance and then one for an attic. And you kind of pulled down the attic and you looked up and you're like, yeah, that's mold. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, um, that was a newer construction house. So 2005 wow. I think, or mm -hmm. 2000, actually even older, 2008, I think it was built. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think, are you going there tomorrow? I, is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. tomorrow I think it's Thursday. tomorrow. Yeah. You can go there yeah. during the yeah. day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, think about that. That was the two and a half, three week time period that from, inspection to getting you out there for a quote and to having that actually fixed, which good job. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, and one of the other things too is, and again, we've brought this up with other people that we've had on. And one of the things I love is, you know, we had a situation in Hingham one time where the, uh, the buyer's agent, we were the listing agent on Wampatuck. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, they said that there was mold in the attic and I asked you to go out and you met with uh, my good friend, Bobby Davis, if he's listening and you went there and you're like, no, it's not mold. Like it's, it's just not. And he was like, well, what do I owe you? You know what I mean? And you were just like, ah, don't worry about it. Like I just came here to look like blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying your services are free right. for everybody, <laughs> but like you just happened to be in the area and you were doing me a favor, but you know, but I love the fact that you said, no, it is not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be because you could have easily said it is because well, how would we know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I love that. That is true. A non-alarmist approach is what I like yeah. to say. Well, it's just, it isn't, you know what I mean? Like he's not going to lie where we just said nothing is regulated. So you could easily be taken advantage of. And that's why we only refer the best of the best. Yeah. Um, is there any other ways to detect mold that you want to talk about before we move on? Um, I mean, so first and foremost, typically, well, how we would get our initial call out there is we, we typically start with a visual look. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of argument, I guess, in the industry of, you know, you have to test, you have to test, you have to test it. And while mainly that is true, typically going out to a property, I mean, most of us can kind of identify what mold looks like, especially if you are a certified mold inspector. Mm -hmm. um, you could definitely, you know, get a visual look to know what the mold type is and how much there is. Yeah, you, you have to test it beyond that. Um, but between visual, uh, you know, some mold types can definitely give out that kind of musty dominant odor. So, I mean, one way to be, I guess you can kind of smell it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, between that, so between testing, visual look, and even some odor can typically identify a mold issue going on. Mm -hmm. Do you do any of that testing aspect of things too? Like where you send it into a lab and all that? Like, would you just scrape it or yeah, what do you so do? Yeah, so there's a few different methods. Um, the two most popular is typically taking a, a direct sample. So usually like a tape lift um, or a swab sample and you're physically touching that substance, uh, you know, wh whatever you're testing um, with that testing unit and mm -hmm. you're going to send that out to a lab and they're going to analyze it, tell you, is it mold? Is it not? What mold type it is? And if there's a lot kind of going on. So here's the thing. I, I mean, like you said earlier, does it really matter? You, you don't yeah, like, want it, right? You don't want it either way. So does it really matter how high it is or how low it is? Like, so how much it must cost extra for the testing, obviously. Right. So if, so going back to 
a couple different ways of testing. One being a direct sample. That there's also air quality testing, and that's mm -hmm. actually what we do a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I believe is is more important. It's more what are you breathing? What's in your yeah. air? Yeah, especially I mean, if somebody's been sick. Yeah, well, right. that's what I sort of wanted at Casey's because they've they're still sick. Right, and, yeah. and air quality tests could typically identify a mold issue that you may not be able to see. Uh -huh. um, or if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. And I mean, it molds, a single mold spore is the same, similar size to a red blood cell. So it's you can't see it to the negative eye. It's when you uh -huh. do see it, it's typically clustered thousands and thousands of spores together as one. Uh -huh. That's typically, you know, how much mold you have going hey, on. Sharon. Yes. A uh, caller called in and they want to know what the name of the company that our guest today uh are working for us just to shout yeah, it out on the air. We are happy to say that again. Go ahead, one of you guys. So we are with Jake Turner from Pro Environmental. You are one of the owners of Pro Environmental, correct? Correct. You and John. You and John Mitten. Yes, John. John Mitten and I. Uh, we are uh, managing partners of Pro Enviro. Correct. Pro Enviro. So yeah. I keep doing I'm like, environmental. It's, it's okay. It's yeah. all right. No, I keep doing that because of where you In started. Your environmental. Yeah. So it's almost <laughs> kind of like a mesh between the two. So that's okay. Enviro. But. I like that better though. Pro Enviro. Mm -hmm. Your website is nice too. <laughs> now that Mary has got it. Sorry. <laughs> In my new love. In my new tagline. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Sharon. Give it one more time. You don't have to say the F word when you hear the M word. <laughs> that was a little when different. you have Pro Enviro. When, when you, you have, have Pro Enviro. You should do a commercial <laughs> for them. <laughs> you have a jingle now. Yeah, you just don't yeah. know. Yeah. We haven't had one before. We have to ask John to call in and say what he thinks about that jingle. John, call us at 781-837-4900. Maybe he can pipe you through. If not, call uh, one of our cell phones and we can uh, talk to you that way. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that we talked about a couple, but where, where do we most commonly see mold inside the house? Or even a garage or a, or a shed or where do, where do we see it? Uh, yeah, I mean, so the everyday, I think the two biggest areas or really three is attic, basement, crawl space. Typically the mm -hmm. areas, the less time you, you're, you're spent in. Mm -hmm. Dark, damp, humid, they have those environments where mold can thrive. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we can see mold in the main living areas, especially, you know, areas like bathrooms mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. in the kitchen, maybe underneath the sinks. And if you, if you look why, it's where, those mo where there's a lot of moisture. Mm -hmm. Where is their water? Where is their dark, damp spaces that mold can thrive and, and can grow. Mm -hmm. uh, but those would be the main areas that we typically see mold. Yeah. And it is really important to, you know, remediate it because you, you don't, it can make you very, very sick. Right. 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 Whether you have, you know, asthma issues or allergy issues or anything. I mean, it can cause cancer. Can it not? So, so again, I always say that mold, everybody reacts mold to mold differently uh -huh. at different levels, different mold types. And that's how I always have to start it because yeah. I can't necessarily, so if I do a, I do a mold inspection, I can't necessarily walk in there, look at some mold and be like, eh, it's not that bad. You're fine. Don't touch it. Uh -huh. And then that's not really my job either. My job is just to identify the mold if there is any and maybe recommend how to treat it or propose a plan for us to treat it for you. That's really my goal and really the only goal that I have. Yeah. Um, I, I don't typically get into, should you treat it? Should you not treat it? And for why my, all I can do is make a recommendation of, Hey, you know, if you do have asthma or if you, you have children or, mm -hmm. you know, if someone's immunocompromised, someone that can likely have um, allergic reactions to mold. Yeah. You should probably have it taken care of. And as far as, you know, can it cause cancer? Can it cause this? 
mold's one of those things where it just affects everybody differently. And that's, and I, it's such a vague answer, but that's just, it's, well, a no, it's, 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 it's a good the, answer. It's the truth. It's just like having seasonal allergies. Some right. people get them really, really bad yeah. mm. and others aren't affected at all. And then some, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and then she found $5 and that made the story better. Um, but I'm telling you right now, even just talking about this M word, my sinus is hurt. I know. I'm thinking about how I need you guys to buy me Allegra D this week. <laughs> doesn't have a problem guys. <laughs> um, so how do you remediate mold? Yeah, so going I guess a little back to if Massachusetts is not a regulate not one of the regulated states. There are regulated mm-hmm. states out there. Uh, New Hampshire being one of the closest ones. Uh, standard so there's protocol set by the IICRC uh, that is set a standard of how you should remediate mold and basically how that goes. So say if we're dealing with mold we'll go back to the attic. Um, you know, starts with, and how we do things is we start with floor protection from the front door all the way to the space that we're working in. So we're not tracking in any dirt, any debris. Uh, technicians will go up there, seal themselves in with plastic to create a barrier um, and to really, you know, create a containment area for the mold. The last thing we want is to disturb anything or cross-contaminate anything and in because the Because how easily will it spread? That was one of my questions. So if you have it um, without collar, you know, you have it on the ceiling, but, you know, that's where people are keeping their Christmas tree and their suitcases and things like that. So how soon, like it gets on that stuff too, right? You right. get to throw oh, it all away? Not not necessarily. So as soon as, so if, let's say if we're going to the attic and you have Christmas decorations up there, which people are going to be grabbing pretty soon if you haven't already. Yeah. You open up that pull down ladder and you have mold up. There. Everything's already in the air. Everything's airborne. Everything's rushing out. Everything is now in the air down you and it's nothing to necessarily be scared about right away mm-hmm. um again everybody's different with yeah. mold and yeah it would assuming it yes it would be on the contents it would be on those areas but really what it comes down to it's it's the environment that those items are in so if you say were to take a piece of, of moldy drywall from the basement mm-hmm. and you brought it to the upstairs yeah, it's going to probably play a role in your indoor air quality. You're probably going to be able to smell it. You might feel it. But that mold isn't just going to start jumping place to place to place because the environment in your main living area is probably uh, not one mm-hmm. that mold likes to live in. Mm-hmm. It's dark, damp, there's moisture and, and high humidity really too. Humidity over 60% allows for mold to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if you took that drywall out and you put it in your living room, it wouldn't just jump to the couch. It wouldn't jump to the carpet. It's not like leg, head lice. Right. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Just jumping all over the place. Yep. mold spores everywhere. That's good to know. Right. So you can clean it from a surface. Like, so in Sharon's case of the suitcases, I've even seen that in my basement where yeah. we had, before we put a dehumidifier down, you could see that like our suitcases were growing just like, they were mm. getting damp. So we removed them from the space, washed them down. And then obviously they didn't, it was fine to use and then we put a dehumidifier down there and they're they're fine yeah i mean as long as they can be cleaned properly and most oh, yeah, of the time they were, can be yeah this this wasn't like a fabric they had straight straight bleach all over their stuff no yeah. <laughs> we just bleached the whole place and everything in there um so having so there's definitely some surfaces some materials that might be beyond salvageable um you know big things you know we typically come across you know in basements or wherever we're treating in the home Couches. Couches are mm. extremely hard to clean. Yeah, the outside of them, yeah, they look great, but you don't know what's going on inside that oh, cushion. No. And you can't typically just get to that either mm. without having to rip open the couch. Mm. Um, it's it's one of those, you know, there's, so there's definitely some 
things that were like, eh, probably wouldn't save that. Um, but for, for materials that aren't as porous um, or that, you know, we can treat, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And everything can be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, with the attic, um, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here with uh, the McNamara Broker team. I am Sharon McNamara, broker owner, along with Melissa Wallace and Mary Baker. And we have our special guest with us tonight, Jake Turner from Pro Enviro. And we'll be sure to give all of his contact information after the show. Um, if you want to take stupidest notes again you can listen to our uh, real estate replay every saturday from 12 15 to 1 p.m on watd as well uh, or you can just find us on facebook and watch the show again because we literally have seven minutes left so i I'm, i want to talk about um the question melissa just said all right so we have it up in the attic it's on the the sheathing right yep what do you do? How, so you started to talk about that. You yep. block everything so, off. So we sell ourselves. And now that we're sailed in that area, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a series of steps. Typically, you would have to vacuum all the surfaces, remove any surface growth, and that kind of helps remove uh, the surface layer. Uh, then you would typically, so what we would do is we apply an auction-based cleaner to the wood itself, and that'll kind of lighten up a lot of that staining, that discoloration that you see. And again, kind of agitate that so in this scenario it would be the, the plywood we'd really want to agitate it so that we can now get a chance to get to the root structure of the mold uh-huh. um, and then we would use um, a product that can actually attack and break down the root structure and thus eliminating any mold growth in the attic so are there any like chemicals or anything that you're using that are toxic so we always try to avoid using a, a toxic material at all times i mean we kind of pride ourselves on using plant-based non-toxic products um, and again, we kind of start with that auction base, which is like a hydro, like a peroxide cleaner. Um, it's always the first go-to. It's cleaner. It's safer to use. Sometimes there's some staining that just it's really stubborn. So you might have mm-hmm. to, you know, you may have to boost it up a little bit um, and go to an, another more aggressive cleaner. But again, that's not necessarily. So you guys had mentioned joked around using some bleach, you know, and you bleach everything and. Uh, that's actually probably one of the worst things you can I do. Feel like that's, what every, that's what every homeowner thinks. They're like, I'm just going to yeah. toss some bleach on it. So why? Tell us why. So bleach, about 90% of bleach is actually water. So if we're thinking about it, we're actually putting water on mold. On our mold and like gasoline on fire. Back. Exactly. Yep. Gasoline on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so really what it's doing, it's removing the color. And yeah, it looks great when you hit it with bleach. But typically if you look. You can know, you know, tell if somebody did that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we've been in, we've been in attics like you know home inspection time. We co- we go up there and we're like you, you see it. You see some um, some maybe some staining streaking from the plywood. The plywood wasn't cleaned too well. Okay. Um, so we just have a, a couple more minutes. Yeah. So let's sort of wrap up this part. Can I ask a question to, uh, while we're still up in the attic? What are some of the things that cause the mold up there? Uh, I guess one of the the main reasons typically why we get mold up there is or there's two. Uh, Bathroom exhaust vents, probably number one. Mm-hmm. Typically, those vents get disconnected or they were never ducted up there to begin with, or you know, meaning they actually weren't ducted outside. So they probably just left an open vent right into the attic space, or maybe that vent got disconnected at some point um, and ducted into the attic and causing a lot of moisture, humidity to sit up into the attic and to grow over time. Um, also, typically, vent just poor ventilation, improper ventilation. Again, if that moisture can't exhaust itself over time, it condenses onto the plywood typically and it would uh yeah and so typically those are the two main areas that we see it's 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 a ventilation issue um or it's a bathroom exhaust issue is typically the main two that we see yeah so what are some of those fixes too because i know even the house that we were just in it wasn't really a ventilation issue per se it might have been like an over insulation 
issue preventing proper ventilation, if that makes sense. Yeah, because like I had a client one time who put um, insulation in all the soffit vents because he saw a light. Yeah, so uh, some of those fixes, so the bathroom one's pretty easy. Just put a vent on it and it up. <laughs> Do it the right one. way. Do it the yeah. right way. Yeah. Um, and then the, yeah, so if they're, so the one that we were just in, yeah. the ventilation was there. So they had soffit venting, they had ridge venting, which is ideal. Mm-hmm. But all the insulation was stuffed down a little too far under the eaves, and it was actually blocking a lot of the ventilation coming through. Um, and a quick fix for that is to install some soffit baffles, um, that go mm. right under the plywood that yeah. leave kind of a, a little gap or a little channel for airflow to come in. And then just make sure the insulation is pulled back just a little bit to so you just start to see some daylight again down there. Yeah. And do that was you, such an easy fix. Yeah. Do you yeah. take care of that aspect of things or do you, you take care of all that yeah, as absolutely. well? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we would do all that. The bathroom vent stuff we typically won't because that involves. So if it's going through the roof, yeah. you got to cut a hole through that. Typically, <clears> we recommend <throat> a contractor to come out and do that. Yeah. Um, but as far as the ventilation goes, putting in the soffit baffles, um, you know, we can definitely do that. Yeah. We're up there. And I know you'd put in professional dehumidifiers and all that type of stuff. Yeah, so for yeah, basements typically that have high humidity issues or a lot of moisture typically and we recommend putting in a um, dehumidifier down Hopefully there. Hopefully you'll be putting one in the south end for yes. us for Casey McNamara. I'd love to have you come back and maybe John would join you as well. Sure, yeah. And uh, we can continue on with this conversation because it's such a good one and the show is so short. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week.